Hi friends, welcome to self-care and soul care for the caregiver. I'm Lauren, one of your co-hosts. This is episode 79. Since last Sunday was the official start of Advent, today I am sharing about what that means for us as caregiving moms and how Advent integrates into our special stewardship journeys. However, before we unpack this episode, I am so excited to tell you about the One Word for 2022 online conference that Sandra and I are hosting for special needs moms. You will get lifetime access to video sessions from 19 special needs moms who will share with you what they learned in 2021 and what God has laid on their hearts to focus on in 2022. You'll be encouraged to pick your own one word and see what God will do in the new year. Let me share with you what a mom said about last year's conference. I am trying to send messages to all of these speakers as I can find them. I needed this. It's like having a retreat with people who truly get it. I have tissues and paper and my Bible nearby, and I have gotten so much from each woman. I was going to watch one video a day, but I'm finding myself binge-watching these like you would a good Netflix series. I cannot thank you enough for these. So friends, stay tuned until the end of this episode because I am going to share with you how to get a discount on your ticket. And of course, the link to purchase a ticket is in the show notes. We hope you'll join us for this encouraging online conference just for you. It's the perfect way to kick off a new year. Friends, I really cannot believe Thanksgiving has already come and gone. Collectively, we have entered the busiest season of the year, (laughs) the season when the distractions of life that lay dormant all year marry with comparison, producing an inebriated dance in an attempt to grab our attention at all costs, which, hello, we don't have a plethora of leftover attention to give anything or anyone as caregiving moms. This season tends to emphasize excess, extraordinary experiences, and every extracurricular excursion that could possibly come up. Decision fatigue is exceptionally evident during this time. Decisions about how to celebrate the holidays, what to give each person for Christmas, where to buy it from, when to buy it, how to wrap it, (laughs) when and where to give it, and did I forget anyone? (laughs) What holiday tradition should we implement or participate in as a family? Am I making this season special enough for my children? All of that piles on top of the many decisions we make as caregiving moms on a daily basis. It's a lot. (laughs) In this busyness, distractions, and constant comparison has made me overwhelmed during many of the previous holiday seasons. So overwhelmed that the meaning and intentional practice of Advent did not sink in, nor did I take advantage of the sacred space of rest that purposefully focusing on Advent gifts my soul. 
the actual solution or remedy needed for this season's busyness, and all seasons really, lies within Advent. Advent marks the beginning of the liturgical year because it is when the story of Christ condescending to earth begins. God himself dripping in humility lowered himself to the same level as humanity to bring the kingdom of God to earth and rescue us through his grace from sin and death. In the season of Advent, we remember how the people of God waited centuries for the Savior of the world to arrive. And now we live in the tension of his first and second coming. This season emphasizes the profound longing within all of our souls for Christ to return again and make everything right. Advent actually means arrival. Yet before an arrival of anything occurs, there is always a period of waiting. During Advent, we allow the groaning and ache within our souls to experience the second arrival of Christ to surface even more as we reflect upon His first coming. It makes our souls cry out, Come, Lord Jesus, come. As a caregiving mom, there is added pressure during this season. The question of, am I doing enough to make Christmas special for my children in the midst of balancing caregiving responsibilities and adjusting plans to make it work for my special needs child? This arises over and over again. In fact, my oldest son has recently expressed his desperate desire for me to do Elf on the Shelf. Friends, I do not have the capacity to come up with a creative idea every single day for Elf on the Shelf. And in fact, my son Barrett, who has level 3 autism, does plenty of ornery things on a daily basis. So I told my older son that his brother is actually our own personal Elf on the Shelf because he already gets into things and comes up with new things on the daily that I have to clean up already. I know, I know, it isn't the same, and that was not my best mom moment, but really, I cannot handle another mess, especially one I purposefully made and now get to add to the cleanup list. P.S., I also know I would fail at this like I do with the Tooth Fairy because she forgets to arrive every single time. So I told my son no, not because I'm a mean mom, not because I do not care about him, but because I have to set boundaries for myself to prevent overwhelm and burnout. But I am often afraid to say no, honestly. Comparison, the thief of joy, can creep in and it takes me a while to wake up from its trap. Will that mean I'm not a good mom if I say no? Will my kids be mad at me forever and will I scar them over the lack of creative Christmas celebrations? The gaps in my life of what I desire to be able to do for my children and what my reality actually is, is highlighted even more during this time of year. And we can be tempted to fill in those gaps ourselves, to go ahead and do, quote unquote, the elf on the shelf or fill in the blank with whatever tradition or expectation that's been looming in your own life, even when we know the root of doing it would be striving rather than the posture of our heart being what we are called to in Colossians 3.23, to do everything wholeheartedly as we are doing it unto the Lord. 
I can tell you right now, I would not be doing Elf on the Shelf wholeheartedly and unto the Lord. I would be doing it out of guilt and fear and to prevent mommy shame. This question, if I do this, would I be doing it wholeheartedly and unto the Lord, is a great way to uncover the why of our decisions and stay within our healthy boundaries. The temptation to fill in the gaps that only Jesus can is one of my primary temptations as a caregiving mom. Advent reminds me, though, I don't have to. I don't have to strive to fill in the gaps. I cannot make my son Barrett be able to talk. I cannot make my son be potty trained. I cannot make him like school. I cannot prevent him from waking up at ungodly hours in the middle of the night with the energy to run a marathon, no doubt. I cannot heal the wounds of the hearts of my children that they have received because of this journey. I cannot give myself unlimited energy to keep up with my son and everything else entrusted to me. I cannot be what the world tells me is the perfect wife and mom. But I can be drenched in humility and grace as Jesus was when he came to us. I can bear the image of a woman who clothes herself in the good news to my children. I can orient my heart all year long in the Advent posture of waiting upon Jesus' second return while reflecting on his first coming and all that means for me and my family. Since the gaps in my life are plentiful, every time a gap glimmers and dances about, I can transform it into an opportunity to point myself and my family to Jesus. Instead of trying to fill in those gaps myself out of striving, comparison, fear, guilt, and shame, or being buried in discouragement and despair, I can instead remember Jesus' first coming eradicated my need to do that. And his second coming will set everything in perfect order, finally bringing the wholeness that we desire to all the gaps in our lives. I can point my children to their Savior when they experience these gaps rather than trying to prevent them from seeing and experiencing them. Gaps show our need for Jesus and oh how we need Him. My kids need to know how to meet with Jesus day to day more than they need my fragile solutions. Advent highlights the gaps, friends, and we need to be aware that the enemy of our souls would like nothing more than for this to prevent us from focusing upon Jesus during Advent. The enemy of our souls wants to steal our joy and hope of knowing Jesus will return. The enemy of our souls wants us to put our hope in a perfect Christmas season because he knows we cannot reach perfection. So this will set us up to feel like a failure and all the fatigue that comes with it. But the glorious opportunity we have as Christ followers during Advent is to allow all of these gaps in our lives to turn our hearts all the more towards Christ. We remember how he came to us, brought the kingdom of God, taught us a new way to live, died and was resurrected, defeating sin and death, giving us the hope of eternity, and leaving us with his spirit to empower and guide us all of our days. 
That same God is who we wait for now to return once again and make all things new. Advent means arrival, but may we remember it also means we must wait. And how we choose to wait can usher us closer to the heart of our Father God, gifting our soul with rest, joy, hope, and strength, all the provision we truly need, or it can turn our hearts away from Him. Friends, let's wait well during this season. Let's allow the gaps in our lives to be offerings to the Lord. Instead of problem-solving and trying to fix things and exhausting ourselves with trying to do everything, let's release the pressure and receive His grace and be an example to our children of how to depend upon Jesus and allow Him to bring wholeness to our lives and to the hearts within our home. After I wrote this episode, my older son came to me and let me know that his school is doing Elf on the Shelf, and he is so excited. I know it seems like a small thing, but God fulfilled my son's desire in a different way once I released it. May this be a reminder that no matter the importance of the desire, we can trust the God who is, who came, and who is yet to come to tenderly care for all of us. Today, instead of praying to end our episode, I want to read over you and me Psalm 23, as it is a prayerful reminder of the provision our Good Shepherd gives to His children. If you are recovering from a tough Thanksgiving break, may this remind your soul that rest is a person and His name is Jesus and He is with you right now. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Well, friends, I am so grateful that you spent this time with me today. Don't forget about registering for the One Word for 2022 online conference. It is really just for you. We know that we can feel alone in this special journey, and attending this conference is a way to link arms with other moms who just get it. So tickets are on sale right now, and each of the speakers has a code that will get you $5 off the ticket price. My code is Lauren. You can go to the show notes to sign up. Well, it was a joy to be a part of your week. And next week, my co-host Sandra will be back. And I know you will enjoy her episode. In the meantime, make sure you connect with us through the Abiding Caregiver Facebook group. The link to join is in the show notes. See you next week, friends.